Ain't a near motherfucker in Swagger you fuck with me, I know that for sure. This podcast is made possible and sponsored by Shut Assault Helmets. When you look like you've just lettered at Vanderbilt in cross country, you should know better than to instigate a fight with men much larger than you. However, if you find yourself in that situation, always remember to hold on tight to your Shut Assault Helmet and swing it wildly at your assailant for dear life. Welcome to the Swagger Podcast. Boy, you got some lashes off. Y'all would not believe what we look like right now. When he says we, he just means him. I look sexy as fuck. I got eyelashes on. Feels like a caterpillar climbing uh, on my face right now. He look like tarantulas. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> on to Swagger. We have a a guest, a reoccurring guest from last week. Shit, you about to just take my spot and hang out with y'all. That's right. So since we have Ellie on, got another poem for her. Uh oh! First of all, welcome to the podcast, Ellie. Well, and thank thanks, you. thank you for the gifts. Uh, you guys can't see it, but we're all wearing beautiful. So start off, Ellie came into my house with some fake eyelashes on. It's like, oh, that's that's hilarious. And then she brought us all gifts of fake eyelashes. So we all have applied the fake eyelashes to our eyeballs, and we look like a bunch of bitches. And right I'm now. sure y'all gonna see this uh, in a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. But here we go. You ready? You ready? Christmas is more than a day in December. If you ask Chris Yuse, it starts in September. It's carolers singing familiar refrains while Chris hangs lights out in the rain. <laughs> Streamers of tinsel and glass satin balls. Chris asks himself, what is fantasy football? <laughs> Christmas is more than just lights on the house. It's L.A. Yuse. Beating the shit out of her spouse. <laughs> that was a great point, but it's Ellie Trosclare. That's right. Ooh. All right, so that leads us into our Swagger Red Guest of the Week. It's now time for the segment we've all been waiting for. It's the Swagger Red Guest of the Week. I'm back, bitches. Guest of the week, Ellie's back again. Brand new edition. Two weeks in a row. What do you have to say for yourself? Yay. <laughs> she's, uh, uh, she's pumped up about it. You got to get a little closer to the mic, Ellie. Sorry. Um, Ain't your first time. It's a good... It's a good day in the Trost Claire family. That's How many, right. Uh, what, what, what are the points for this week? Our points was broken into uh, Swagger League. It is 205.9. Ooh. 205 points. Patrick Mahomes had a solid outing of 49.3. Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, Golden Tate, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Harrison Buckner, Ravens defense. 
And I saw your bench. You had somebody else really good on your bench. I sat DJ Moore, and I probably yeah. shouldn't have. Stupid. Still, still, still swinging. Though. Still swinging for the fences, though. So congratulations on being week MVP two weeks in a row. Thank so. you. So that takes me into a few, few things. Last week, we kind of went over your team, so we're not going to do that again. But I wanted to talk about a few things. First of all, let's do husbands versus wives. All right. Husband Ooh. versus wives this week on Swagger Podcast. First, husband like versus it. wife is Ellie versus Chris. So believe it or not, if you and Chris played every week, Chris has a winning record against you. No. Oh, take Chris, it to the breakdown record. Chris is winning against you six to four. So you had you started off a little weak and you had some solid weeks, but overall Chris is winning the, the series six to four. So y'all got two more weeks to try to get this right. All right. If you win the next two, y'all be six and six and you'll be tired going into the playoffs. So I get I guess regardless of Ellie appears back on the podcast we're gonna go over this stat the rest of the year yeah. <laughs> sure yeah. well, <laughs> and it made it on the podcast <laughs> all right carried on through now so next let's look at thane and Teresa. thane and Teresa. thane leaves the series seven to three versus Teresa. Ooh. so mm. Teresa's struggling 70%. a little bit yeah so our next podcast host nick versus courtney this is tied five to five. Wow. <laughs> five to five. So Courtney and I are neck and neck. And our last podcast host and his spouse, Jared versus Nasty Boss Trep. Jared is six and four versus Trep. But here's the thing I want to look at. I don't know if y'all saw it in the Swagger uh, group message last night, but uh, Trep was really feeling that sign that said Jared was there last night. <laughs> so I figured it'd be a good idea to match him up as a spouse. Anyway. Jared versus Trep. Jared is six and four, but if you look at their records, Jared is nine and two, and Trep is three and eight, and you only winning six out of ten against Trep. So, Trep's Trep, Trep's just losing the wrong weeks or not playing the right people or something. So anyway, so I just thought it'd be cool to match up some of the wives versus the husbands, and uh, and throw that out there. So Chris. I know you never made it to the podcast yet, brother, but you actually beat Nelly, so you're just not beating it the right way. Don't hang your head. Wait, I <laughs> don't know if that lights. came out right. Next up, we got questions for our guests. Sweet. Nick, you first. Okay. Ellie, mm. I want to know how many hours does it take to make the final product of what we see when we go to your house for your, for your cocoa event and when we pass down there on our own for the light show? How many total hours... And does it take you and Chris? You're not tired of hearing about the Christmas lights yet? It's almost Christmas time. Okay. okay. She left Chris at the house right now, and he's mad because she's coming Silver to Bell while he's hanging out Christmas Silver lights. Silver Bell. True story. Um, okay, so you want a short answer? I, I want whatever you give me. All right. So I would say it happens in two different stages. You have to make the lights dance to music. Does it Which take tequila? It takes a lot of wine. <laughs> a lot of wine, vodka, I can't rum. dance without liquor either. So. Um, sometimes the more you drink, the better it gets. That's right. Um, with, a, with a lot of things. But Just like it's about, we're about 400 hours into oh. sequencing. God bless. And can you tell the crowd how much money y'all make off of this? We lose money. That's right, folks. She is doing it for y'all. For the kids of Berg, Shack Bay, Choctaw, Shoe Pick, Thibodeau, Homa, Raceland, Galliano, Lockport, 
Uh, Don't forget about Morgan Shitty. Valentine, Morgan Shitty, Patterson, uh, Berwick. As for North as Gonzalez, Livingston, right, Baton Rouge. <laughs> Next um, question. But I'm not done. <laughs> South of the I-10 oh, and east oh, of the 49 oh, oh. corridor. That's just to make them dance. You still have to put them up, run power, run lines, make props. That's about, I had to ask Chris. And he calculated it and said about 500 to 600 more hours. Ooh. So you're looking at about 1,000 hours. You know how long it takes me to set up my Christmas lights? Zero. I don't put them It's up. about three hours. Maybe about uh, Every night maybe about since an August. Hour and about seven to eight F-bombs. Hold on, Jared. Shut up for a second. What'd you just say? Three hours every night since August. Mind blown. I don't even I don't, know what to say to that. I don't know where you find three hours every night. Like I, I, mean, I don't have. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we don't do it every night, but then some Saturdays we'll just yeah. do lights all day. So it averages out. To well, whatever y'all doing is awesome. Hours. Kids yeah. love it. I gotta go see this. I've never seen it. I am going to see it this year. Come to our little party. And I'm gonna bring awesome. a I'm gonna bring a, a cast net and try to <laughs> catch me some bait shrimp and shit on the side of the road too. While I'm down there. Just Is your uh, passport up to date. <laughs> Just remember, bags fly free with Southwest. That's right. So, All right. Next question, thing. Oh, All right. My question for Ellie goes along with really how well she's doing. I know we, you know we're wearing all these. Uh, eyelashes right now and i asked you kind of a funny question last week but i want to dive into some more serious uh, fantasy football stuff this week so your waiver wire pickups i went back and kind of looked at some of the stuff that you've been doing this past week you had zero uh, week 10 which was last week you scored kareem hunt and the ravens d week nine you scored devin singletary uh looking back a few weeks before that week five you scored golden tate Week four, you scored Melvin Gordon and Wayne Gallman, which week four was like the Wayne Gallman week, right? So yeah. you got both of those that week. Uh, like, I don't know if people aren't paying attention that you're playing against or what, but I want you to kind of walk me through, like, what goes on? How, how are you doing this? Like, how does your research go on like what are you doing to be able to acquire all this talent your roster is i mean to die for right now you've got mahomes and cousins as quarterbacks you've got ingram gordon singletary saquon bartley kareem hunt as running backs mike evans dj morris stefan Diggs, golden tate sammy watkins at wide receiver your tight ends are mark andrews and zach Ertz. your kickers harrison buck bucker your defense is patriots and the ravens who you just picked up so kind of walk me through how do you build a roster like this, the especially pa- through the waiver wire. The Patriots and the Ravens? She just picked up. She, like, did a sneaky pickup and got the Ravens. <laughs> I want to play in that league. I want Just walk <laughs> us through. Give us, like, five minutes of how you do this shit. Uh, okay, so on Tuesday morning, I wake up, and I do a little bit of reading at some point during the day, not always in the morning. And um, I just read about people who would be really good on the waiver wire and they're always there (laughs) are you cognizant about where you are in the waiver wire like as far as if you're number one or number two or um in that league it it really doesn't matter because there's not a whole lot of action going on i don't feel that many of the girls actually check the waiver wire and pull anyone um and that's what i did last year that i just waited until it was time to play football on saturday night Right, Saturday night, Sunday morning, oh, this person's on a bye week, add and drop whoever basically 
was the best person on an outer drop. I never weaver wired. So she's got year. a leg up on most people. She's picking yeah. up waver. So you have your targets basically that you're looking for, and then you're putting your claims in. You know, I'm putting them in on, on Tuesday, and I've always gotten who I've claimed because I don't think anybody else is actually on that waiver wire, which is probably I probably shouldn't be saying this because now they're gonna go in the waiver wire, and I won't get good people. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You already got good people. <laughs> yeah. You don't need any more good people. Um, All right. Uh, next next question is from me. There you go. Does Chris set your fantasy lineup weekly? No. And if so, well, <laughs> here goes my second part. <laughs> I was going to say, if so, why is he what, so bad at swagger? Last week, <laughs> last week, every question that was asked to Ellie was prefaced by... Okay, tell the truth. They're like, uh, yeah, be, on, be honest. Well, Listen, there's there's <laughs> merit to that, right? right? So I've had a couple of people ask me, like, you really think Ellie's doing a lineup? Or how many of the girls actually do it for themselves and not their husband doing it? No, no doubt. There may have been people in the past that their husbands set their lineups, but I genuinely believe and know that I don't set Courtney's lineup. Courtney don't let me touch it. Courtney's like, no, screw you. I'm doing whatever yeah, I want to do. And I'm pretty sure knowing your relationship with Chris and your personality – Chris isn't setting your lineup for you. You're not gonna let that fly. Nothing against Chris. Same thing with with oh, y'all two. She no may no. ask for a response for help, but she's not gonna say, "Hey, go in there and set my lineup no, for me," because she wants to take credit because they're doing so well or not so well. Well, but Ter- Teresa will will ask me for some suggestions every now and then. She'll look at the the you know who's available and you know kind of try to get my input. But I will never say. You should pick up this person because I've got enough Sitting shit in up. my life that I that we beef over. Like I don't need somebody to lay a fucking egg that I suggested she pick up. So I will yeah, fucking same. steer her that way. Same, same. Like I'll ask him it. I'll ask him questions and he tells me his opinions, but never will he say you should do this. Because if it doesn't work out, oh, then that's his ass. The wrath of fury is gonna fucking correct, come down. Correct. Yeah. So you that's know, a dangerous thing. game to play. I think if you wore those eyelashes, she'd probably be like, bro, get the fuck. I feel a little more irresistible right now. <laughs> Look like a Wonka say? bar. What did you say to me? Sexual bench, chocolate. Bench the Patriots defense? Sure. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, next up on the Swagger Podcast, we have Swagger and Swaggerette matchups. Take right. us through it, Nicholas. <clears throat> Here we go. So, as y'all know, before this past week, Swagger League was 8-1 and one versus our Swaggerette League. So, this week, top three, Douglas Fontaine, Jared LaSera matches up versus Eliuse rolling with my homies. And it was close. It was within three points. But wow. Jared LaSera took it 208-205. to 205. If I wouldn't have sat DJ Moore. Yeah, if you wouldn't have sat DJ Moore, y'all would have had another point for the ladies. Second place, Colt 45, Colt Stevens versus Wine and Grind, Ashley Email. Colt 45 took it 204.7 to 190.15. Another point for the Swagger League. Ding. Third place, BS Asylum, Brian Perk versus Mo DeLon's Teresa DeLon in the house. Damn, you scored third highest? Third highest in Swaggerette. Did they get a win? Good job. She scored 182.1 points. That was a... Uh, 19 points less than what she needed to score Ooh. over Brian Perk. So, for the third week, second week in a row, excuse me, third week in a row, Swagger League is 3-0 and versus Swaggerette. So, we are now 11-1 and for the season. So, uh, ladies, y'all got to blame Ellie for not starting DJ Moore, and y'all would have beat 
Fontaine, host Fontaine. It's hard to beat Fontaine. But again, we have 20 more people to pull from. That's right. But still and all, it's the best best we got for what we got. It's it's fun. It's fun to look at. Love it. All right, now we got some swagger news. All right, let's go over some swagger news real quick. I'm just going to bust through it. First of all, Douglas Fontaine, once again, week MVP. Asshole. Congratulations. I say once again. Once again, it's my first. Okay, I was about to say it it is your first. So congratulations. You get one-twelfth of 25% of all the free agent acquisition costs and trades and fines. So $17, $18 is yours, buddy. I like it. The guy I've been bitching about, Counting the Wins, a.k.a. Bennett Porsche, a.k.a. Long Hair Don't Care. His luck has finally run out. This past week, he was our week LVP. Ooh. If you remember back to last podcast, he had less points than Vance Email, who was 1-8-1. and one. He still has a 52.6% chance to make the playoffs. He's 36th in points, and he's 36th in breakdown, 141-249, yet 6-5. and five. So I'll say it again, 141-249, Overall breakdown record, but he's six and five overall. So, wow. again, it's it's pretty impressive that he has the record he has. So, three teams have clinched division titles and won one hundred and twenty-five dollars. First team is can't touch this Steve Gleason division. Congratulations, Mike. Second team is Greenbrier Curse Tom Benson division. Congratulations, go. good job, thing. thank you. Congratulations, thank you. thing. And third, third one to clinch the division is Douglas Fontaine in the Sam Mills division. Boom. So two out of three podcast hosts have won divisions. I will say this. If I were in the other side of the division, I'd be leading that division right now. You've been so, bouncing back, man. That's, I know. That's a fucking hell of a You're comeback. streaking, baby. Yeah. I'll do one. I'll do one. <laughs> You're climbing so, up the ladder, though. That's right. From where you were. We're trying. We're working on it. So don't let me in the playoffs. I'm trying to tell y'all. Don't let them in. Knock, knock. Who's there? The boogeyman. Don't let me in. That was corny. Nick's corny joke of the week. Anyway. We can cut that. 30 out of the... F- no, fuck that. That was a good joke. <laughs> that shit needs to be cut. 30 out of the 40... So does your hair, bitch. Look at it. <laughs> it does need to be cut. Look at old loose booty sideburns you got. <laughs> anyway, back to the news. 30 out of the 40 teams in the league are 5 and 6 or 6 and 5. I'll say it again. 30 out of the 40 teams in the league are 6 and 5 and 5 and 6. So everybody's kind of smashed up in the middle, which means just about everyone's still in the hunt for playoffs. So we got two weeks left. You better make them count. That's all I can tell you. A couple uh, housekeeping notes. Playoff format. I know on the newsletter we have a bracket. That bracket does not mean anything except for seeding. As the NFL does, we reseed each week. The highest remaining seed plays the lowest remaining seed and so on and so forth. So just because it looks like you – Thane had brought up a couple times, hey, I'm trying to get on the opposite side of Micah Lillick. And all uh, realness, it doesn't work like that. It's the highest versus the lowest. So also, high points ends in week 16. So high points goes all the way through the playoffs. So if you're in the top 10 of high points, you might want us to keep setting your lineup because you still got – Six more weeks to try to score some more points and win that that uh, high points money, which is going to be close to, I'd say, close to $700, $800. So very worth your while to set your lineups. Uh, last place race ends in two weeks. So right now, Vance Email is in, fir- in first place for last place, <laughs> and Pimp My Blood is in second place for last place. So st- you only got two weeks left. 
All that being said, if you do not make the playoffs, this year we voted in the summer meetings to have a I Suck Bowl. I Suck Bowl works as following. Seedings are based upon power rankings. Everybody that doesn't make the playoffs, whoever's the highest seeded, highest power ranked person is the number one seed for playoffs. So right now, Nasty Boss has a pretty good shot of being one of the top seeds of a thing because he has a great power ranking record and he probably won't make the playoffs. Well, he won't make the playoffs. He's officially out. Um, again, highest plays, lowest remaining each week. Man, that sucks. Yep. And championship game is a three-way roundabout where, based upon points, first place wins 150 bucks, second place wins 50 bucks. So, real quick, teams that have clinched this week: Douglas Fontaine, Can't Ooh. Touch This, Coke 45, Ginger Snaps, Greenbrier Curse, Bringing the Wood, Show Me the TDs have all clinched playoff spots. Teams eliminated this week, Firecracker, Pimp by Blood, Nasty Ball, Slap-A-Hole Tribe, Groves Marina, Girly Man, Matthew Barry Approved, Shoe Pit Crew Lit, and We All That. Sorry for your luck. And that is your Swagger News. Mm. Moving on to Swaggerette, I'm just going to touch real quick on a couple of these. Same MVP and LVPs last week. Ellie was our MVP last week. She's our MVP this week. Pimpin' ain't breezy. No, not Nate Notcan. Uh, she was our LVP last week and is our LVP this week. So she really stuck in the rut and needs to get her shit together. Swag on the play was our biggest power ranking dropping, dropper. Courtney Fields, Lichtenstein, has uh, lost control of that division and has uh, forfeited it to I have no balls to deflate. So Courtney needs to get her shit together as well because I can really use an extra $50 for that house note. Uh, Blitz, please. Let's talk about this real quick. I know I put it in the group message, but this week, Blitz, please, and Still Salty. If those of you that know they are in a relationship together, Blitz, please, sent flowers to Still Salty this week ahead of their matchup. With the flowers, there was a chord that read, just a little something to help soften the blow. Well, Still Salty won and ended up re-gifting the flowers along with the loser chord and a box of tissue and a roll of toilet paper that read, this should come in handy to wipe your mouth from all that shit talking. <laughs> That's perfect. That's, That's fucking so, solid. Pretty good stuff going on in the uh, Swaggerette League as far as shit talking. Our current division leaders, rolling with my homies. I have no balls to deflate Uncle Steffi and Spunk Funk Monk. High points leader right now is Ellie Yuse, rolling with my homies. She has a 155.45 point lead over Haley Bay, Pigskins, and Pom Poms. And y'all have three weeks remaining for high points. So... It's $100 if you win high points and Swaggerette. So keep doing what y'all doing and make that final push. Moving to Swagger Franchise. Our current playoff teams are Green by a Curse, Can't Touch This, Tupac Without a Nose Ring, and Chop It Like It's Hot. Those, uh, those four teams are our current teams, but one game sep- separates all the rest of the teams. Tight race. <laughs> yeah, so fourth place to eighth place is one tight game. race. One game. So very tight race, and there's four weeks remaining to the regular season. Swagger Jr., current playoff team, Straight Cash, which is Layla Email, Von Miliband, Connor Jaro, Linda Lil, Little Linda Lou, excuse me, is uh, Emma Savoy, Skull Troopers, TJ DeLon, Little Nick Ross the Boss is Paxton, and Easy Dove, which is Trey Henninger. Those are your current playoff teams. What I thought was funny out of that was Easy Doves, Trey Henninger. That's Chipper's son, right? He, Chipper's one of the teams eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> in Swagger League. And uh, Straight Cash is still holding Layla. it down. Yeah. Layla Email. 
Why her daddy is trying not to be in the calendar this year. So. Trying not to be in his panties. That's right. So we got some eyelashes for you, uh, Vance, if you don't get your shit together. So there's three weeks remaining in the Swagger Junior League. Starting to like these eyelashes. That's right. I'm digging it. Helps block the sun. It's like having sunglasses on. Yeah. It's like my my eyes are tinted. Scared to walk outside with them. Though. It's like caterpillars. And last but not least, Swaglock. Current playoff teams are the Perks, the DeLons, and the Yuse Trosclairs. But who's leading Swag Swaglock, Nick? Who's the, high points? Uh, that would be the Lichtensteins. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we are like three and seven now. They got that on lock, huh? It's fucking terrible, dude. I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's four weeks remaining. So we could get back to 500, and all I can say is, don't let us in. Knock, knock, who's there? It's the boogeyman. Right. <laughs> That's so gay. Anyway, week five MVP, or excuse me, week MVP, not week five. Week 10 MVP was the Yuzes. So not only was Ellie the Swaggerette MVP this week, she was the Swaglock MVP as well. So round of applause for Tearing it down. Oh, Ellie right. Yuse. So Trost Clairs, y'all holding it down. Four weeks remaining in Swaglock, and that – is all your swagger news. Just bathing in greatness Ooh. over there. That's right. Just bringing it down. She can't do no wrong. Swag lock. Swaggerette. Boom. Christmas lights. Got it. Better than everybody. <laughs> Got it. Tearing everybody down. All right, no, next up is... Don't think your shit don't stink. <laughs> next up is... What we got wrong. Very rarely do our hosts or guests say anything incorrect or inconsistent with the truth. But when it does happen, we are obligated to bring it to the listener's attention. Next up, what we got wrong. All right, what we got wrong. So last week, we got a few things wrong. You got a lot wrong. I got most of the shit wrong that I marked down. So I said... Uh, when we were discussing that Chris needs to trade a quarterback sitting, and he's sitting on both Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson, I mentioned that Casey Jaro had Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. That is incorrect. He has Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I actually drafted Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and I traded Watson. But to each his own. Stupid. Dumb. Uh, but, you know, I got you to, are so dumb. I got to thinking about it a little bit, and maybe there is some strategy there in that if you have both of those guys, then somebody else doesn't have one of them, right? Yeah. So in your Hold division, on to them. Why, right? so why give them up? Maybe they're smart. Maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. I am 10-1, though. Just saying. Mic drop. Oh, Lord. A little humble brag. Okay. So I also said that I guaranteed Chipper will be last place. I don't think it's going to happen now. His win went a long way to avoid that. Uh, he beat Nate. Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate, boy. So Chipper's looking good. I, don't, I think he's out of the last place race right now. He's probably out of the calendar. We won't see all those great things we talked about last week, him slathered with spicy uh, chicken sandwich sauce all over. And we, you know. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. Play cornhole with spicy yeah. chicken sandwiches. You know, like tossed yeah. spicy chicken sandwich for yeah. cornholes. That's what <laughs> that was going to be the, uh, I think, the November calendar picture. With, I got know. water shooting in the back of my mouth, just picturing <laughs> that in my head. <laughs> I wonder if he, he could probably beat all of us in, uh, in cornhole with tossing spicy chicken sandwiches. Probably tossing it with his toes, he could probably still beat <laughs> us all. 
Uh, my lock of the week was a bust. Obviously, we know. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, it was. <laughs> I said that the Saints were going to break the all-time high points mark and the margin of victory against the <laughs> Falcons. <laughs> that did not happen. It did not happen. Let me stop you right there, real quick. You remember how last podcast I said, "Hey, I got two, but I can only pick one." Well, I'm sure you're gonna get to the one that I did pick in a minute. But the other one I wasn't gonna pick is us. I said that Drew Brees was gonna throw five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. So I don't know. I think I'm more wrong with that one than the other one. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's lead into the one that you got wrong next, Nick. You said that Vance, the Firecrackers, would beat JB Girly Man. What happened, Nick? Fuck you, Vance. <laughs> oh, bald ass bitch. Vance shit the bed. You had a little hope I trying to get with you. <laughs> you had a little hope for him trying to climb his way out of that calendar, but yeah, yeah. he's he's gonna be in the fucking calendar. Uh, and I had one last one. Ellie said, "Cause Uh-oh. you're here, that Teresa was the LVP last week, and that was not the case." Boom. You tried to blast. The podcast host's wife, and you will catch you on that shit. Ooh, what do you have to say for yourself? (laughs) I'm sorry, Teresa. (laughs) Y'all can't see this right now, but they they fighting in the living room. After after Ellie left last week, uh, Teresa said, "Oh, stupid ass bitch told me I was the LVP." (laughs) I just made that up. I just made that up. All right, next up we. I was just mad because she's the one person who's beat me this season, so I was trying. Next up is our lock of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Swagger Podcast Locks of the Week. All right, here we go. But Nick's swagger lock of the week. I'm going out on a limb and saying that Vance email will get his second win. Motherfucker, if you let me down this time, come and set your fucking house on fire. <laughs> Boom, Vance, you better not set your lineup this week. <laughs> all right, for my lock of the week, you know, if you guys are loyal listeners, which I know you all are, a few weeks back, uh, you would have heard that Jared LaSere said that the Cardinals cannot cover the tight end. Correct. And we know that. Well, you know who's second to worst against the tight end, Jared LaSere? No, who would that be? The Tampa Bay Fuckineers. Ooh, the Suckineers. So we're going to say. Don't say nothing about the score. I can't take No, it. we're going to say that Jared Cook is going to go 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown this week against the Buccaneers. Ooh. Percocet. Molly, Molly Percocet. Percocet. What? <laughs> Percocet. <laughs> Molly Percocet. No. All right. My lock of the week is uh, Julio Jones. Ten catches, 160 yards, and a touchdown. Falcons on by this week. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I said that? I'm joking. <laughs> I like it. All right. Next up, we have Saints in 60 seconds. And it is, it's good, it's good, it's good. 
And now, it's time for Saints in 60 Seconds. Your New Orleans Saints played by far their worst game of the 2019 campaign on Sunday with a 26-9 loss to their hated rivals, the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints gave up six sacks on offense and 143 yards rushing on defense. As an added bonus, Andrews Pete broke his arm and Marshawn Lattimore pulled a hamstring. The Saints ran the ball 11 times for 52 yards. That's 4.7 yards per attempt. And threw the ball 46 times. Alva Kamara had four rushing attempts. The Saints were penalized 12 times in this game. This was the annual, hey, we're having a good season and everybody has us pegged as a Super Bowl contender clunker. Moving on, next up on the docket is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The same Bucks team that is dead last in the league in points allowed and passing yards allowed per game. They're also 27th in the league in turnover margin. By some anomaly, the Bucks are, however, number one in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game, giving up an average of only 77. This has all the writings of a big bounce-back game, but with the loss of Lattimore shadowing Mike Evans and Pete on the O-line, I have a feeling that this game will be much closer than it should. The Bucks are third in the league in points scored, averaging 28.9 a game, while the Saints are 16th, averaging 22.7. The Saints have to find a way to go into Tampa, a place they have been known to lay some stinkers in the past and come out with a win to keep pace with the top teams in the NFC. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who motherfucking that? How much is uh, Lattimore and Pete hurt? Oh, fucking tremendously. I mean, it's Will Clapp with the heavy formation. That was the 64 tackle eligible that you, you know, I wasn't at the game you were, and you heard it all game. That was the same shit we used to hear with Zach Streif in 2011, 2009, sorry. They Saints love to run that formation and bring that extra tackle in. And once Pete went out, I guarantee you half of the Saints playbook went out the fucking window because that's what they wanted to do. They want to run the heavy set. They want to bring the extra tackle in there, and they couldn't do it, man. And they they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass rush, which was non-existent for Atlanta all year. I feel sorry for you guys that went to the game. I was sitting at the house frustrated, mad, kicking my dog, and uh, it was terrible. Me and uh, Trep and Courtney were sitting there, and I I really – I thought I was numb. I mean, we talked – I talked a bit in the, the group message, and you still look. You're glass half full kind of guy. Like, oh, we've got him right yeah, where we want Yeah, just relax, him. relax. I was an idiot, yeah. And then after the game, I was like, fucking thing, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him for trying to make me feel better. Yeah. So it was it was a miserable game to sit there and watch. But listen, every I went back and looked. Every year that the Saints are quote unquote good, they have one of these games. Last year was Week One at uh, with Tampa coming to the Dome. Seventeen was against the Falcons. Thirteen was against the Rams. Eleven was against the Rams. Ten was against the Browns. Nine was against the uh, the Bucks. And two thousand six was against the Redskins. So every time we're good, we have one of these shit games. We just, we got they got to bounce back this week. Yeah, they got to do sure. it. If not, we can panic. But I say don't press the panic button yet. I agree with that. Score predictions. 27-23 Saints. I was close to that 27-21 Saints. I think the Saints are going to lose. Get the fuck out of here. I do. Oh, he's serious. 21-17. I think the Saints are going to lose. <clears throat> Could it be like my Jared Cook prediction, like he rolls over Sean Payton's leg and fucking breaks his knee like Jimmy Graham did in Tampa? I was in that game. I was at that game. Me and Courtney were. <laughs> 
First of all, I hope you're wrong, Jared, but I, would, it, would to... it really surprise me? No, it wouldn't surprise me right now. Tampa Bay hasn't been playing bad. Tampa Bay's been playing pretty damn good. Jameis has been slinging the ball. Would it surprise me? No. I know I just said get the fuck out of here, but it wouldn't really surprise me. They, I just said they're third in the league in points scored. They're averaging almost 30 points a game. Yeah. yeah. But we don't, we don't have anybody to cover Mike Evans. Nope, we don't. Apple is going to get his fucking Apple 8. Yeah, it's going to be like, bad with that. You're going to turn that motherfucker into Johnny Appleseed. I, I think well, they... Ellie has Mike <laughs> Evans, so she's going to be silently like, yes, like every time, right? I think I if, Winston, Breeze, yeah. if Breeze gets fun. some time, more time than he had last week, I think we... They they may have a chance to win. I just don't see it I don't it know if they can give him more time. I don't see it happening. Listen, no. listen, I just don't see it happening. Listen. Struggling last what's the, week. What's the very best part about the Saints? What did we figure out this year? That you don't the know best what part, the hell you're going to get. It's entertainment. No, I'm talking about as far as their team. They're making it happen. Whatever we they thought it was the happen. defense. We thought it was the defense, but it's not the defense. We thought it was the offense. It's not the offense. The best part about the Saints team is the fucking coaching. Sean Payton is going to get his shit together, put together a game yeah. plan, and he's smarter than everybody on the field. Well, we maybe, know that. Maybe stop, right. getting, stop getting engaged on fucking game week. Like, you had a bye week the week before, motherfucker. Yeah, you could have done all that bullshit the week before. You think that was that big of a distraction for him? No, he fucking did it on what, like Thursday? I mean, they, a game week? I didn't, get to, I didn't get to watch much, much of the game because I was at baseball. Well, but lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> pick, the, pick the damn good week to not watch the fucking Saints play. Ellie wanted to chime in. Let Ellie. How many how many points is uh, Mike Evans going to score, Ellie? Well, just a little fun fact. Last time Mike Evans played the Saints, he scored zero. Mm. Marshawn Lattimore had him covered like a blanket. Correct, zero. So that you, was the one week I lost. So you know zero. the week. You know the, what's different this week. He just said it. Yeah, Lattimore yeah. out. Right. Out. So I'm gonna say Mike Evans will score twenty six. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a solid week. I, I think mean. you're probably right. Ellie, can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should start a segment that's called "Ask Ellie," and we just ask you for fantasy advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you start Jared Goff or Jameis Winston this week, with the consideration that Mike Evans might go off? I'm gonna do whatever you say, so don't screw it up. Not Goff. Okay, so we rolling with Jameis. <laughs> we gonna eat a W. We gonna eat a fucking W. If I lose, I'm uh, tearing down all your Christmas lights. <laughs> Podcast question. This is for our special guest, Ellie. Do you think your husband would be better at fantasy if it didn't fall during Christmas time? Or does he just suck balls at fantasy? <laughs> does he just suck balls? He uh, might just he suck balls in general. He suck balls. Um, I don't think he sucks. I just think he's... He hasn't had great matchups, maybe. I mean, like Nick even said, he beats me most of most weeks. He has a better. He's just playing better, uh, better opponents. I'm just. I don't know who sent the question in. If I had to guess, I'd say probably him. But he's not sucking. Like he's in top five of the league. He's he's got a winning record versus Ellie. He's better than ninety percent of the people in the league. So, um, Chris, just keep doing what you're doing. You might surprise some people in the in the fantasy league. And you might win them, win it, take that $4,000 and buy you a 37-foot Santa Claus that does the Dougie. I don't know. That would be awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Here's a bit of advice for Chris this week. Finish hanging those Christmas lights and hang some points on the board for fantasy. Right. Eat a right. W. I mean, I see him 
putting some attention to fantasy too. So I don't think it's that much of a distraction for him. I think he's still trying. He's locked in. He's locked in. He's doing well. He's trying. All right, fellas. Well, until next time. Peace. Who that? Fuck you, Chippo!